Okay, everybody, this week we are moving forward with our Lord of the Rings discussion and bringing you Peter Jackson's vision for the Two Towers. The first one we had was fun to talk about. It's such a great movie, a great story written by J.R.R. Tolkien, and this one just keeps getting better. It tops off with the battle for Helm's Deep, and you really have to see this as a visual to appreciate it. So if you haven't seen it, please go out and watch it regular version extended version whichever you want to do you will not regret it in the meantime take a seat listen to us talk about it break it down tell you the good stuff we like about it and the bad stuff we didn't which isn't much and you just might find yourself wanting to go watch it with that being said here we go with lord of the rings the two towers Hey everybody, this is Chris reminding you to follow us everywhere where you get your favorite podcast at. We are on iHeartRadio, we are at Amazon Music, Google Music, we are at Anger.fm with where we're hosted, most of all we are on iTunes and Spotify. Please make sure when you listen to us on iTunes and Spotify to give us a 5 star rating and leave us a review. It does help a lot in the ratings and it's very much appreciated. I've also been asked, hey, how can I help support the show? Well, there's two different ways you can do that. Actually, three. The first two ways are we have on the Anchor.fm site that we're hosted on a button that says support podcast. You can there press that button and donate any number of money that you like, whether it be a dollar, two dollars, ten dollars, whatever you feel like doing. I've also signed up for Buy Me a Coffee. If you go to the Instagram page for Retro Life for You, there is a link there in the profile where you can buy me a virtual coffee and it's you supporting the podcast and helping us keeping things going. The third and most important way though is word of mouth and telling your friends and family about the show and sharing us with everybody. That is a huge help all on its own. Everything you do is appreciated and it will help the podcast go a long, long way. Thanks for being our listeners and supporters. Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast, Retro Life for You. My name is Chris Adams, host of the show. We have this week with us again, Travis Rollins. And we are part two of Lord of the Rings. We're going with the two towers tonight. We're going to break that down, talk to you about it, tell you what we like about it, if we don't like something about it. But there's not very much that we don't like about it. I'm going to tell you. I, I I can't think of nothing. No, Travis here has watched this movie. I, I, I thought I'd watched it a lot. No, Travis has watched it a kajillion billion times more than myself. Probably, maybe. <laughs> I'm pretty I, sure he's an official hobbit. He's got his own place in the Shire. Yeah, you should see these feet, bro. I'm telling you, <laughs> he can walk on anything. Hmm. Yeah, I watch these movies legit. I watched the entire, the not just LOTR. Like I watched Lord of the Rings the extended editions and the Hobbit extended editions, I guarantee you quarterly and, and more, even more some of them. Cause a lot of times I'll just put one on and have it playing in the background. So, so I was, uh, I was telling Travis here recently here this past week, I've been watching the, uh, or rewatching the Hobbit trilogy that they have. And I, I can't help but think about this funny scene from the movie where Legolas has met Gloin, which is Gimli's father. Oh my gosh. And he's picked up his picture, <laughs> his pictures off of him. He says, who is this? 
That's my wife, he says. Well, who's this gangly looking creature? Yeah. That's my son, Gimli. He called him a mutant. <laughs> yeah, gangly, gangly looking mutant. Yeah. And then years later, they're friends and everything, you know. So I, I, I find it funny every time I think about it. The, 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 the humor they give you from that, the Hobbit thing and the. The, the foreshadowing coming up. If, if they had done those movies first, can you imagine how great? I mean, I, it, it's great anyway. We got right. the prequels to go back to and watch and appreciate. But can you imagine how great it would have been, you know, if we had gotten the story of the Hobbit trilogy first and then went forward with it? The only problem is with that happening, we probably wouldn't have had, you know, the Viggo Mortensen for Aragorn and. You know, uh, we may not have had some of the same people, is what I'm trying to say, that make it how we love it today. Right, right. And then we wouldn't have had uh, one of my favorite memes in the world, too. We wouldn't have had um, Agent, what's his name, sitting in front of the dude that stole the vibranium. <laughs> and then uh, and Frodo sitting in front, I, I mean, Bilbo sitting in front of Gollum. So, <laughs> yep. yep. It's funny how they come together in another movie years later. You know, some people are like, who are these two guys? They're very talented people. Well, that's right. Gollum right there on the right. <laughs> he, he, he's busy not telling Bilbo there about his precious that he's trying to steal. <laughs> yeah. Or better yet, he's looking at Bilbo going, what's in its pockets? Is <laughs> what's in its pockets is precious. Oh, uh, uh, it's from... The Hobbit, in case you haven't seen The Hobbit, people. From The Hobbit, go back and watch them all. Watch right. them all, enjoy it. So, Two Towers, Travis, The Two Towers. Movie picks up where the Fellowship left off, where uh, we have uh, 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 Frodo and Sam have taken off in one direction on their own to take the Ring to Mordor. Uh, Pippin and Merry have been captured by the orcs, and Aragorn, Gimli, and Legolas have fought successfully uh, against the orcs trying to you know, ward them off and they're gone, but they realize now they've taken off with Mary and Pippin and they have to go track them down and rescue them if they can. So uh, we pick up there and like I was just discussing with you and the movie starts off, I believe with it panning through the mountains, as you said, and we can hear, we, we can hear the voice of Gandalf. Like he's fighting the Balrog. Yeah. Kind of just reverberating off of the mountain. Just like right. echo. Right. Flame of Hoodoon. So it's just going through all this, and then you see where he has yelled at the, the, the infamous you shall not pass, and he slams the staff down, the bridge breaks, the Balrog falls, you think he's gone. He whips right. the whip back up, catches Gandalf on the leg, and pulls him down. So run, you fools, and he gets yanked down in the hole. So now what we're seeing now, instead of seeing the hobbits and the rest of them leaving, we're seeing him going down the abyss. And as he reaches, as he reaches a certain point, there's a sword falling down there too. I guess it was his. And he grabs the sword. Glamdring. That sword's yep. name is Glamdring. Glamdring. And he grabs Glamdring and starts aiming it downward fighting. and fighting with the Balrog on this after falling. Bane was the Balrog's name. So that harkens that harkens back to it, the way that Tolkien intertwined intertwined everything too. But uh, so so the Balrog that he fought's name was Durin's Bane. Mm-hmm. But now you just you ju- you just been watching the Hobbit trilogy. Yeah, the halls of Durin. The halls, the halls of Durin. Yeah, the halls of Durin. Durin. 
the sons of Jerem. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it comes back. So when they left um, Moria, so they they lived in Moria. So Durin was the king in Moria, and that's why he's Durin's bane because he destroyed. He's basically their smog. He came in, destroyed him, and took their home. Yeah. And and another thing I like about the Hobbit to kind of veer off a little bit, since we're talking about the names of the weapons, mm-hmm. you see where they get these weapons at. Uh, yes. Where where Bilbo gets Sting and where um, Gandalf gets his as well. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it's so found in a in a cave where trolls have been hiding. They hid some treasure in there, and some of the treasure were old elven weaponry mm-hmm. that, that they had stolen or or killed and took from them or something. I don't know. From the first age, which was the right. finest, that was the finest elven rep- weaponry. Second age, so we're in the third age, aren't we? Oh, yeah, we're in the third age. So the second age is great elven weaponry, but the first age was like the height. Right. That's like the best you can get. And they tell you all about it during during the Hobbit series. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's the elf king's name that they they go to uh, that explains to them where those weapons came from? Oh, no, that was, uh, wasn't it Elrond? Elrond told him the names of the blades. Elrond told him the names of the blades. Yes, the other one, uh, when they get there and get captured, uh, wants to know where they got such what such fine weapons. They were made by the elves of the first age, and you know about That's, how great they were and everything. Thrundil, 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 Thrundil. It's Legolas's father. Right. Yeah, Thrundil. I could not. I could not. I just watched the movie. Can't think of his name. He's an ancient elf too he's very very strong if i'm not mistaken he has one of the three rings of powers from the elves as well so galadriel mm-hmm. has one and i'm pretty sure uh thrandall has the uh, one of the other three and i don't remember maybe her husband galadriel's husband has the third i, don't I thought it was um no i'm not sure who maybe it, was. it is okay. it, may, it may be elrond elrond I, I, I was thinking i was thinking elrond it may be Elrond. Cause uh, all I know, look, all, all I know is in the Hobbit movie when Gandalf's in the dark place trying to uh, find out what's going on, and he finds Thrain mm-hmm. uh, running around the area. Um, one of the orcs has him and is trying to cut a ring off his finger, saying that's one of the rings, one of the Elven rings. Right. So I don't know where Gandalf got it from. Why he's wearing it? Yeah. I don't but know. anyway, two towers. Back to the we do we do this all the time. We're all traffic. So back to the two, <laughs> back to the two towers. Back on topic. Uh, so it was basically Frodo dreaming. He he wakes startled, and Sam's asked is he okay and everything. So they're taking off now to you know go further with their journey. Intro music kicks in. Yada yada yada. Now we're starting officially the two towers. Yes. So take us from there, Mr. Rollins, if you are the one nerd to rule them all, if you will. The one nerd to rule them all. So they're they're lost in Eamon Eamon Mule. And that's the that used to be that I don't have to do I don't know why I'm giving you the Silmarillion here. But anyway, that that used to be the basically the divider between Mordor and Gondor, that, that mountain range that they're in. Mm-hmm. And that's when they realized they're being tracked by uh, Golem is like on their tail and following them. And then 
they they pretending like they're asleep and they wake up and like Gollum's coming down the daggum cliff like a spider. And then they wake up, they grab him, throw him out, and then um, Frodo has pity on him, and then they're going to guide him because he said that he swears on the precious. Because Frodo told him, he said, there's no oath you could give me that I could believe. And he's like, we we swears on the precious. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, Sam's flipping out the whole time. You know, the real hero of our entire story, he's like, you know, it's all lies. And he said, no, the, the, the ring is treacherous and it will hold you true to your word. So they're, they're running off. And then I think at that point, it cuts to Aragorn, uh, Legolas and Gimli chasing the uh, Urukai after Merry and Pippin. Right. And they're still tracking where they're going. And I think they're a good day's run ahead of them or half a day's run ahead of them still. Right, yeah, that's this is the one too where Gimli's like, <laughs> Gimli said, "We dwarves are wasted on cross country. <laughs> We're very fast in a sprint." <laughs> hmm. But uh, yeah, they're chasing the Urukai, and then um, Pippin's trying to get Mary's attention. Mary's like all knocked out on on one of the Urukai's back, and uh, he asked for water. Yeah, yeah, he said, "My friend needs some water," and they start like basically force feeding him blood. It was what, I guess what it looks like, what they alluded to. And, um, so they take it. He's like, see, see Pippin, I'm fine. And then they start taking, they take off running again. And, uh, he pulls one of the, the leaves. It's the pin. Actually, I think, yes. Uh, it's a pin. Legolas, the is hell wearing is Larry, Legolas is wearing it right behind you. So Galadriel and the tree elves, the forest elves gave all of them one of those to hold their cloak closed. And that's when, uh, you know, a little bit after that, you know, uh, Legolas, Aragorn, and Gimli are tracking them, and that's where he said, "Not idle." He he ran up and found where they dropped it, so he knew he was they were still alive because he he said, "Not idly do the the not idly do the leaves of Lorien fall," and um, yeah, they just kept they're running and running and running, man. It, it just pans out and shows all these crazy, humongous doggone landscapes and you know these these uh i guess drone shots or whatever however they did it back then um yeah new zealand and it's, it's nice too i mean the just the landscape you see there is really beautiful it's it's a right. nice shot the mountains the green everything you're looking at there it's all great stuff i mean it's like me and you talked before in a previous episode i brought this up last time what universe will we live in? And we were, we talked real heavy mm-hmm. on Lord of the Rings universe because of how the areas look. You've got everything there you could want. You've got such big green areas, green everywhere. I mean, nice Man, woods. You've got the mountain ranges are crazy too, right? Like you know, right? You got the mountain ranges with the snow peaks on them and everything, and. Uh, you know, and if you don't go up into the mountains, down at the bottom is still a nice area mm-hmm. before you get up into the mountains itself. I mean, then you got your gloom and doom look areas that a lot of that I'm sure was probably you know, studio based and everything. But yeah, it, it's as crazy looking as the actual mountain ranges that are in China. That uh, oh man, Ridley Scott was it Ridley Scott that based Avatar. Yeah, he, he based the hanging things in Avatar off of an actual mountain range in China. It, it's that crazy and breathtaking. But they're running and they catch up. So 
we're we're I don't remember when it happened. It's it's in between. We missed we're, we missed a spot where um Grima and Aamer and Eowyn. So yeah, Grima, Aamer and Eowyn. So it goes it shows us Theoden all old and decrepit in the throne room. It like cuts to Rohan at some point during this time. Um and it, it starts telling us the story of Eowyn and Eomir and uh, Theoden was his son's name and Theo and no Theoden was king. Theoden's king, and then Theowyn was the son, right? Right. Theowyn was the son. Uh, yeah, I believe so. So it show it shows that, and it shows Grima like basically through Sour through the power of. Sauron, yeah, yeah. Sauron's getting him through the through the seeking ball, giving him the power from Sauron. It's all going back to Sauron. So they basically got mind control over Theoden and <clears throat> Theo. Uh, not Theoden. Um, I'm I'm getting him. I just said all the names. Aomir. Aomir stops Grima, and he tells him, "Too long have you long? Too long have you?" lurked and looked at my sister or something. I can't remember exactly. Right. And, and um, so he threatens him, you know, he's like, basically tells him I kill you. So Grima uses the power that he's basically usurped from Theoden to remove or, or exile uh, Aomer, who is the leader of the Rohirrim, which is the Rohan, Rohan's horse rider army, which is crazy strong and you know, what I mean, it's uh, it's cavalry times ten. I guess it's kind of the way they make it out to be. So they t- they they're leaving, and during the time that Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli are chasing down the Urukai. Uh, oh yeah, I'm skipping parts too. See, I don't have I don't have it. It's, it's, it is so hard to go without having a very a breakdown in front of you to go step by step. But it's yeah. okay though. I mean, we don't have to go a step by step. I'm relay. forgetting about Fangorn Forest because then it breaks back to. Mary well, I mean, basically, Pippen. yeah, basically, you went to Mary and Pippin. You see what the orcs are doing. They're taking a break. They're going to camp for a while because a lot of them refuse to go anywhere because they're hungry. They haven't eaten except except for. Looks like we ain't had nothing said, but maggoty bread for three stinking days. <laughs> exactly, that's it, maggoty bread. So they want some meat, and they're looking at those hobbits. It says, "What about them? They look juicy." And they're like, "Legs." And they're like, "No." Right. It's like they don't need their legs. So they end up fighting amongst uh, amongst themselves about what's going on, and the one that wouldn't let them do it yeah, is them getting one killed. Of, one of the orcs. One of the orcs said, "Nobody's touching them. They're going to the master. They're going back to Saruman, uh, untouched and unspoiled." And then one of the other one of the Urukai said, "I don't take orders from a stinking orc." And they like ripped his guts out, and started throwing him up in the air or something. And they're like, "Looks like meat's back on the menu, boys." <laughs> Yeah, and so then the orcs and the Urukai start fighting too, and then but, during that fight, the Rohirrim rides in. Right. the The horsemen of Rohan, basically, I think that's what they call them, don't they? Yes, the horsemen. That's, that's how that's how Aragorn referred to him when he saw him ride by. 
I believe it was yes. the Horsemen of Rohan. Riders um, of Rohan, what news from the mark? Oh, Riders of Rohan, that's it. Riders of Rohan. The day, but they end up slaughtering all the orcs, and uh, so when they come back around to them and circle them, they got you know spears pointed down at all of them, and. Uh, uh, yeah, this movie is where Gimli really starts standing out. Some he does so, because he's got so many little funny one-liners, and you know he's he's puffing that chest out a little bit. And you've got it where uh, Amir's like, "What business does a man and orc? I'm not orc. A man, an elf, and a dwarf having Rohan?" He said, and "Give says, me well, your name, Horsemaster." And I'll give you mine. Right. <laughs> so he he, jo- he tells him he would cut off his head if it was just a little bit more above his waist. <laughs> yeah. He's, I would cut off your head if it stood just a little higher from the ground. And then Dagum, and then I love that too because it started showing the brotherhood of those three characters as well. Because Legolas right. just like instantly had an arrow to his head. He yeah. was like, "You would die before your stroke fell." <laughs> 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 No, the three of them have really come together at this point as 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 good friends, it seems like. Yeah. So so Aragorn calms everything down, talks to him, tells him to track in a pack of Urukai that has taken two of their friends hostage. He said you met uh and he said, Well, we killed the Urukai just over the, the hillside or something like that and mm-hmm. you know, all this other stuff. And they said, Well, did you have two hobbits with them? Gimli's asking. They would look like children to you, probably. They have two yeah. hobbits. He said, you know, they didn't. They they left none alive. So now they're thinking, oh no, they're dead. So they, they travel over to where the pack of well, orcs are. Though, there's an important part you're skipping though, because he told him they get they gave him two horses. They gave him two horses. Right. From from two the two of the fallen uh, riders, and then. He told him, he said, he, when he gave him the horses, he said, may they serve you better than their former masters. And he said, go search for your friends, but do not trust to hope it is forsaken this land. See, that's how much I watched this movie. It's ridiculous. Did you say do not trust a hook or do not trust a hook? Hope. H-O-P-E. Hope. Do not it trust a hope. It sounds like he is saying all these years I've heard, do not trust a hook. I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah, no, no. He said, "Yeah, because he said, go search for your friends, but do not trust to hope it is forsaken these lands." Well, when they finally get to where they are, they're all slaughtered. They're searching through everything, and I think I don't know if it was Gimli or if it was Legolas pulls out the little harness thing that the one of them was wearing. I don't remember which one it was either, to be honest. But anyway, they they found it in the burn pile. And Aragorn's all mad and throws himself on the ground, having a fit like LeBron James whenever the Celtics fouled him a few weeks ago. Well, the reason he did that, <laughs> the reason he did that, was because he he screamed ah, and he kicked the helmet. Right, when he kicked that helmet. He really did like shatter his big toe. Yes, I was going to so say that. Of, <laughs> instead of like falling, he just played it to the scene. Just. Ah! <laughs> so that yeah. was like really that. Pa- I know he, yeah, he kicked the helmet, and then that's when he was like, "Ah!" <laughs> that's like me stepping on a Lego in the middle of the night, right? So that scene is actually him breaking his toe in front of us. So then they work it out to where he slams his, his fist down on the ground. Now all of a sudden, he can see or relive or something that two hobbits lied here. How does he know two hobbits laid there anyway? Because so, he's he's Strider, the uh, ranger I, from the yeah, north. I, I, I get that, but Master how do you know it's Strider? Well, 
I want to know how Master Tracker knows two hobbits lay there versus just two rocks being on the ground. Yeah, he said two so, hobbits lay here. Then they started, their bonds were broken. And they, they right. crawled this way. You know, they're going toward Fangorn. They Fanger, went into and the and the Fangorn Forest. Yeah, and Gimli said, what madness would lead them in there? So, now, we see, though, when they're in Fangorn Forest, they think they're getting away from the orc. The orc is coming after them still. They start climbing a tree, and the orc is trying to pull them down. Uh, I believe one of them falls because he sees what looks like an eyeball on the tree suddenly looking at him, which it was. Uh, the orc is going to kill him and Basically, I think the uh, the other one starts to fall. He's caught by the hand of the tree, and the tree steps on the orc. Mm-hmm. And tree he's beard. Says, beard. it is Treebeard. Yeah, do you know who does the voice for Treebeard? I do. Didn't know if Gimli. you knew this one or not. Yes, it's Gimli. Sir John Reyes Davis. That's right. He and once you voice. know that, you can actually really hear it. Until you until right. you know that, you don't really realize it. But once you know it's him, it's like, oh, yeah, I can totally hear it. Yeah, you can you can absolutely hear it at that point. Yeah, that's that's amazing. At that point, how you didn't notice it before, now it's just it just fits in right. It's crazy, but you know we've got all this leading up to the. I mean, it's it's been a good movie so far at this point because I I like how they go deep into the story. It's not just about action where you got them fighting the orcs all the time or something. They actually lay down a solid storyline from the beginning movie. Oh, yeah. All into oh, this. Yeah. Now, 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 don't get me wrong, people. The action picks up in Two Towers for sure. All right, we, we've got a, the, the war at Helm's Deep, mm-hmm. which is a massive and great war they have there. It's it's, it's probably – I can't decide sometimes, Travis. I don't know whether, in my opinion, the war at Helm's Deep was better or the one at Gondor, where on film, on film for me, Helm's Deep beats the one at Gondor hands down, just because of the grittiness and the way that they filmed it, and then you know the build up, like you were talking about the story, which we'll we'll get into this part of the story for a minute in a second. But what happens with Aragorn, and mm-hmm. you know the, and then the the, the it, it feels like it shows more of the people too, like when you know. They're they're arming children and and you know throwing mail on on ten year olds and and Legolas is flipping out. He's like they're gonna die. They're speaking to each other in Elvish, and and he said they're all gonna die. And then like Aragorn just like then I'll die as one of them. It's just like it's pow- it's more powerful to me. It's, you go to Gondor and then you got this beehole trying to burn uh, <laughs> trying to burn Boromir's little brother. <laughs> But I mean, all, the scope of Gondor was bigger, for sure. But I thought the actual—I think the best war on film is definitely Helm's Deep. Out of all six movies, I, I liked it a lot. And like I said, this is where you start seeing Gimli's. Well, we'll talk more about it when we get there. But Gimli's really starting to pick up the humor a little bit. Uh, his right. character. And you get the whole there. story too, with you know, you've got the whole side story with what's going on with, with Eowyn um, because, because Theoden had, I guess, basically adopted Aemir and Eowyn and raised them like his own. Uh, so you've got the story of, of her getting her uncle back and then, you know, Eomir being staying loyal the whole time, no matter what, even though it meant exile and then the love stories that come in and out, it's like, yeah, this one's got a lot of, like, like this one's heavier on everything, I think. 
And I don't remember where Aramir went to, but he took his unit, his his riders, and they left. Yeah, the, ones that, were, the ones that were the ones that were still loyal to Rohan, they left. Uh, and you know, Gandalf ends up finding them ultimately, but they took off and left. I remember. Uh, so let's let's go ahead and talk about you know we'll, we'll skip ahead a little bit. Uh, we'll get to where Gandalf shows up. Yeah, and, we're just discussing it. We ain't got to do no whole yeah, breakdown, right? I mean, and when I mean Gandalf shows up, I mean that Aragorn and Legolas and Gimli had gone into the forest, and you hear Legolas say the White Wizard approaches. Yeah, and uh, dude, I remember this feeling in in the Dalgon Theater too because right. it had been, it was it had been so long since I since I read the books mm-hmm. that. I mean, I, I I read the books when I was a teenager, like once, and I've read them again as an adult after these movies came out. But so it'd been so long that at the time I was like, "Oh, wow, they about to fight Sauron." I don't remember them fighting uh, Sauron. No. Yeah, it is like, "Do not let him get a word in." You know, or not Sauron, but Saruman. Well, it was Aragorn. I think don't let him speak a word. He'll put a spell on us or something. Well, they yeah. all three turn around and and go to Aragorn. I mean, um. Legolas goes to, he shoots an arrow, it's batted away. Uh, mm-hmm. Gimli throws an axe, batted away. Aragorn comes at him with his sword. It's it's white hot in his hands. He drops it. Mm-hmm. And they look up, and um, it's just this bright light. And he said, something about two hobbits came this way today. And the voice is kind of deep. And it kind of it reminds It sounds like Saruman. Yeah, yeah. So it, it, reminds, really it reminds you of Saruman. And he's like, but they ran to somebody they weren't expecting. And when he says this now, the deepness is going out. It's starting to sound more like Gandalf. And he goes, does that make you feel uh, more comfortable or something like that? Yeah. And um, and he's like, who are you? Show yourself. And then the light goes away. And you see Gandalf. Not like before, though. When he's Gandalf the Grey with the gray robes and the old scraggly beard and all this. He is now Gandalf the White. And he's got a long, straight white beard. Yes. You know, and everything is all silver about him now when it comes to his hair and everything. So he said, and they, they tell him, you know, it's not possible. We saw you, we saw you die. We saw you fall. And um, he's like, yes, he says through fire and through flame or fire and water or something like that. And then he, he breaks down the fight with the ball wrong to him. Right. And that's where it picks back up on where Frodo's dream had happened. And we well, see a little bit of it. He kind of picks up and he tells the story how he fought that Balrog and everything. Yeah. And we did skip far ahead with that too, because <laughs> during, so it seems like I remember it's the white wizard approaches. And then when he comes out, that, that action sequence hits and then they turn and look and you see the flash. And it seems like it cuts to, Rivendell and Arwen with uh, uh, Arwen and Elrond, Elrond telling, convincing her to go to Valinor, basically telling her that, you know, there was no life for her here. Now, are you sure it happens just like that, that quick though? I'm not sure if it happens just like that. I don't think it happens. I don't think it happens just like that because they got their fight in with him. And then he explained who he is first. Is that what it was? After the fact, she may have done that. Uh, he, he may have See, tried I to thought, thought where to go. I thought he came out, so it gave you that kind of. It was almost like cutting to a commercial, like it was like a build up, and then they shot to something else for five or ten minutes. I, I don't think. I, I don't think it was I quite like wrong. that. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't think it was. I, I, it was just a few weeks ago when I watched it. Actually, yeah, I don't think it was quite like that. I think they get the whole scene in, and then he tells him the story of the Balrog, 
And then he says, yes, Gandalf the... Uh, I the, smote the, my foes Gimli, upon the mountainside. Gimli's looking at him. He's calling him Gandalf. He's like, yes, Gandalf, Gandalf the Grey. That was my name. He says, I'm Gandalf the White, and I have returned to help you. In your time of need. In your time of need. So they end up, they end up going now uh, to Rohan. They get The first stop is going to Rohan to free Theoden from his uh, mind control they have over him. Yeah. But um, you know, that's what I'm saying. It wasn't, it was, and see, so, but somewhere in there, some, somewhere during well, that. Right time, about there, when, when they take off riding to go to Rohan, that might be where it skips over at that point. It may be. I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I can't say 100%, but I, I'm thinking that that might be been. it. Because I, but I remember too, so yeah, it skipped over to that and it had uh, Elrond telling Arwen, basically that Aragorn's going to die. You know, there's nothing for you here. Right. He'll only live so long. There's nothing for you. What will you do when he's dead and gone? Yeah. She said, but I love him. And then he said, oh, that was good too. He said, but what about me? Do I not also have your love? Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, she's a, the way she said. He didn't pull, he didn't pull the daddy card on her. Yeah. And the way she said daddy as an, in the Elvish language was really cool. She's like, of course you do father. But the way she said it. And when she said father, it was something like Hada or something. It it just sounded cool to me. And then, um, yeah, because yeah. Cause then it goes back to, yeah, they did that. And then it goes back to, um, well, it keeps cutting back and forth to Dagum, Sam and Frodo running through, and there's some part where uh, Gollum smashes up some crumbs from the Lambus bread and then throws the Lambus bread all off the side of the mountain. Well, and that's a little bit further into it though, because he's getting uh, yeah, that, that's further in. He's he's trying to get um, Frodo's trust and getting rid of Sam because Sam's a threat to him. Yeah. Now. Actually, I'm, I'm looking right now. I just pulled it up on my other screen. So the the white horse is coming up for Gandalf to get on and ride. When they take off riding, it goes to Treebeard carrying the hobbits. They're going through the yes. forest. And he's supposed to be taking them somewhere to take them to safety. And they're wanting to get him to go somewhere else. He doesn't get them to go to Isengard like they want. But they kind of trick him later on to go a certain direction later in the movie. Or okay, he comes out by Isengard. But that's where it skipped to at that point. Yeah, because they told him. They told him. They said. Uh, they said we need to go south. He said, "But that will take us right past Isengard." And it's like, yeah. well, what better way to hide mm-hmm. than in plain sight or whatever? Because they knew if they got him to see the destruction, did you know? Didn't they? Did they do the the int moot? He, t- he took him to the int moot. Now you get through all that part right there, and you know, Gollum has agreed to take them to the to the gate. That was what his deal was. You know, they'll spare his life, but he has to be their guide and take them to the gate at Mordor, which he has done. They're now at the gate of Mordor. That's right, because they have to go through the swamps and the, the mist. Yeah, they got to go through the... They're gonna, he's going to take them later on. Yeah, he's going to take them later on to the Morgul Vale. Right. So I forgot all about I, I missed the whole thing, because that was... What's tight is precious? <laughs> And so now they got him here. They're looking at the gate, wanting to go in. And, of course, uh, Gollum is stopping them from going in. He says, you know, you can't go there. He'll he'll take the ring. He wants it. He's looking for it mm-hmm. and all these things. Well, the Ents are having their discussion 
on what they want to do. And of course, anything worth discussing takes a long time to discuss. Yeah. <laughs> so they're going to wait through all this. They are, well, they're talking about what to do at this point, how they can get him to help. And join the fight and everything. So now was that did they go th- did they go by Menace Morgul before they went through the swamp? No, I'm getting all twisted up. I guess I, I get the timeline all twisted I, up. No, I think Menace Morgul was after that. That's where the the green light comes up out of into the sky, right? Yeah, that's where the they, Witch King. Where that's they the where King the Witch King releases the army to come out. It is yeah. hard to point the right way doing it. Oh, right, I'm telling you, man. Yeah, so, brother. So they do that. They uh, uh they they have agreed not to go into the front gate. Now you're skipping back into Rohan again, and you're seeing where uh, Theoden's son has died now, mm-hmm. and Eowyn's in there looking after him when he's died. Worm Worm Tongue is trying to talk with her, and you know because he's always liked her from afar and everything. Right. So this is the point to where she runs outside, upset and mad. The flag falls, blows off, and falls down. Goes right past Aragorn as they're riding up. Aragorn, Gimli, Legolas, and Gandalf are coming in now. Gandalf is disguised with a gray, gray robe on him, so he can't really see the white robe he's wearing. He has his walking stick with him, and then of course, you know, Gimli gets mad because he left his staff with him. Mm-hmm. And this is where the fight ensues inside the building there, inside the the throne room, where right. you see. Well, because when he walks in, when he walks in. He, they start taking the weapon, and, and Gandalf said, you wouldn't part an old man from his walking cane, would you? <laughs> his walking staff. And well, what is it Thaden calls him? He calls him something Stormcrow? Yeah, yeah. Gandalf Stormcrow. Gandalf Stormcrow. So it's like the man's a man of many names, it seems like. Yeah, because, okay, so uh, with him being uh, a mayor, which we've talked about this before. Uh, um, basically, he's an he's like a choir of an angel. Basically, yeah. Um, they every he's been around so long and around so many that um, he's had a lot of names in in their languages for one, and then you know, insulting names and things like that. That's like um, what was what was it? You and I were talking about uh, what what Galadriel called him. Mithrandir. Myth Mithrandir. Mithrandir means traveler in the Elvish language. So it, you know, the Stormcrow thing, I, I'm not sure why they called him that, but yeah, he was known by lots and lots of names. Yeah. Yeah. So they they're in the basically it, it goes to the throne room to release Theoden from the mind control. They're gonna need Theoden for it's over with and he knows this. That's why his first stop is there. They're gonna need Rohan if the fight's gonna come to Gundor. They're going to need Rohan to step up and help out. That's what it is. Okay, I just picked it up. <clears throat> Stormcrow was a name given to Gandalf by Theoden, King, by Theoden and Rohan in reference to his arrival being associated with times of trouble. So that's that's why he called him that. And the way he did, he's like, Stormcrow. Yeah. You're not welcome here. And it's really crazy how he looks when you see Theoden in there with 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 Sauron with the uh, so, I keep on saying Sauron with Sauron in control of him, 
Yeah. And the look, he, he looks like you said, an old decrepit man. That's like a hundred years old or something. Yeah. They, but his, his eyes, eyes milky and yeah, his eyes are all milky white and everything when you can't see an eyeball in there almost. And he's yeah. just crazy. And then whenever Gandalf removes Saruman from him and he starts getting himself, but you see him start changing right in front of you. Like he mm-hmm. goes back to his more youthful, youthful appearance. Right. Looking like his normal self recognizing people uh, then asked basically where his son was because that's one of the first things he remembers I guess was his son uh, it, it, it was really cool that sequence too where they show him you know reverse aging yeah when they did the reverse aging the, it remi- it was so cool because it reminded me when I was a kid going to Ripley's Believe It or Not and seeing the little hologram of like the dude turning into the wolf man in front of you yeah. it's kind of like that in reverse I was like wow man I did you know, for the time that they did this, like everything about these movies were just cutting edge, impressive, and I feel like they still hold up today. I, I think they do just fine. Yeah. Now the, we've gotten Theoden back now, but now the challenge begins because he doesn't want to give in right away and do these things. When especially when he realizes his son is dead, he's mourning his son for one thing. He doesn't want to take his people to more death. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess he's kind of thinking, what has Gundor, you know, done for me lately? He's got the whole Janet Jackson thing going on. Exactly. You know, well, what has Gundor done for me lately? Uh, why should I send my people there to die and, and such? Which so, is funny that that's a common theme throughout the entire thing, you know? Right. Like, the elves abandoned the, the dwarves, so they're not going to ask them for help. And then, you know... That was a really cool harkening back to that when when um, Thayer ah there's too many Thandril Thandril there's too many names that sound the same <laughs> but uh, when he was talking to to my dude and he leaned in and like it was like he was holding on to the magic to keep the burn from the dragon fire on it you know what I mean like he let it go and let it, let him see him mm. that was wild yeah yeah and now so I mean. Of course, Worm. I, I keep wanting to call him Wormtail. I, keep wanting, I, I know, but I, I keep wanting to call him Wormtail. Um, <laughs> I, I'm getting two movie franchises mixed up. Uh, so, uh, Grimmer Wormtongue, uh, it's this point where Thaden is going to kill him. He's going to get over with Aragorn, stops him, and said, You know, there's been enough killing. Let's you know, let him go. And uh, he still plays a part later on. You know, in in the, in the in the movie, so he's Absolutely. not. We're not we're not done with him. Yeah, he does escape and get away from Theoden, but uh, now you know the the it begins convincing Theoden to help. So it's not an easy task to do. Gandalf takes off and leaves to go find. Uh, I think it's um, was it Aemir to go find Aemir. Uh, Aemir. He said, "Look for my coming on the first light of the third day." And that is that is cool how that worked out at the end too, because they've held up in Helm's Deep for so long with the fight, and they're being overrun, and he realizes the lights coming through, that the sunrise is coming out, and then is like, "What can we do?" And you know, he remembers what Gandalf said. He says, "Ride out, you ride out and meet them." Yeah. So then they end up riding out together. Let's just see the day that we create, we fight together, that we we raise swords together, and they're going to ride out after them and everything. Right. Um, of course, we're skipping way ahead on that, but uh, 
what ultimately happens is I'm going to jump a little bit ahead again because the in-between stuff I don't think is too important for the whole movie at this point. But they, they, they finally skip ahead to where they do leave and they're, they're not going to going to help out at Gundor at this point. They're just leaving where they are because there's a group of wild men coming across everywhere and they're burning up villages and they're raiding and they're killing people, stealing their stuff. Um, and, and that's where he that's where he got into it with Aragorn real strong because Aragorn told him to go to Rohan and he said, Last time I checked, Feodon was king of Rohan, not Aragorn. And he said, "We'll go to Helm's Deep as we've all had, as we've always have." Mm-hmm. That's you know, and that's and he was trying to tell him that you know you you're walking right into the plot into the plan. Yeah, and uh, Aragorn said he couldn't blame him. He's just trying to save his people. He understands that, but at the same time, you know, it's not it's it's not helping matters what they need to have done. Yeah. Um, so. You know, but this is all brought upon him. He he's grieving his son pretty bad right now, and he doesn't want. He knows the feeling of the death of his son, as he said. And no he father should under, have to bury their child. Yeah, and and what we're missing about that too is is he was under Sauron's spell when when he died, mm-hmm. when Theoden died. Right. So he didn't like when he came back. That was his first question. Was like, you know, where where's where's Theoden? So now, you know, he just, he's not having no more. He doesn't want anybody else to lose their loved ones. He doesn't want to lose any more people. They're going to fall back to Helm's Deep where they have gone many a time and survived. They can live through anything at Helm's Deep. Nothing breaches the walls of Helm's Deep. That's what mm-hmm. they're saying. So they're making their way there. They take a travel. They start traveling. Travel lightly. Take what they have to. Only what you need. They're getting on horses. They're walking. They're going to Helm's Deep. And um, we start get our well, we we get our first real bit of action here. I think the way I looked at it, because the thing with the riders of Rohan and then and the, the Urukai, that we didn't see much of that. We saw uh, the horses come in fast and swords slinging, and then it goes to a different scene. This one, however, we see a fight because there's a warg rider that comes through um, that jumps down and kills one of the people, and he's getting killed, I think, by Legolas. Legolas runs up and looks down over the hillside and sees more of them coming. Aragorn runs back and tells the King Theoden that they have uh, spies that they had found, a war spy up there. They're under attack. So he sends all the people out and tells um, Eowyn, is it Eowyn? Yeah, Eowyn. Tells Eowyn to get the people. She wants to stay and fight. She says, no, I need you to get them to Helm's Deep. I trust you to get them to Helm's Deep. Take them down the path and go. We'll take care of this. So they all take off. She's got the hots for Aragorn at this point, too, we all know in the movie. Right. This is where during the the walk, they're talking about how she uh, asked him about him fighting with her grandfather in, in a war. She didn't believe it. She didn't know how old he really was. Yeah, she said, you must be 100 years old. And he's like, 87. <laughs> yeah, 87 years old because the people there, they're not quite like elves, but, I mean, you know, yeah. they do live longer lives at that point. The uh, Dunedain. Yeah, the Dunedain. Uh, and there's a reference to that in The Hobbit as well where uh, Thandril tells Legolas, to uh, the Legolas says, I can't go back. You know, he says, Where will you go? He says, I don't know yet. He says, Go north. Search, out. Young, 
Yeah. Stretch out the young ranger out there. They call him Strider. He's a no, he's he's a seek out the Dunadane. Yeah. Or Dunadine, however you say it. Yeah. Uh it says there's a there's a a young ranger in the woods. He goes by Strider, but that's not his real name. He says, What is it? He goes, You must yeah. learn that on your own. Right, yeah. Because, so you know, even with Legolas being a child, so to speak, he's already like five to eight hundred years old. So he knows, you know what I mean? Yeah. He knows who, he knows who Aragorn is uh, on on uh, the, on his name alone. Right. So so now we got uh, the, the first big fight, like I said, coming on. And it was it was, it was pretty cool. It was, was kind of cool for the, the, the our our first taste of fighting leading up to the Battle of Helm's Deep. It was awesome. Uh, uh, but something happens to where you're not sure how it's going to go forward because on the, I in, in the earlier in the bit of the battle that they had going on, Aragorn uh, takes on an orc that's on a warg rider and boy that's on a warg and. Um, before he can cut himself free of the saddle that he's hooked onto somehow, uh, they go over the cliff. Right. So you don't know at this point, is he alive or dead? To the rocks below. The uh, orc laughs and tells the Gimli and Legolas that he's dead. And they wonder because he has snatched the, the necklace off of him. Mm-hmm. So they look Which over the, the edge. Star. Right. And they look over the edge and can't see him nowhere. Theoden is, you know, a little bit disturbed by it, unhappy, and tells him, well, come on with us. We, we must go. There's, there's, you know, he's gone or something like that. There's no way he could have survived that. Or I forget how it goes. Uh, they do pick up a little bit later, though, and he's actually oh, yeah, he they're actually positive is alive. He's dead, cause it's like, they're positive he's dead because it's like, it looked like a 200-foot fall, you know. Yeah. Ended up into a craggy you know, cavernous, you know, just imagine like the worst part of the, 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 uh, Colorado river, you know, <laughs> it's like pretty gnarly. Right. And, uh, who knows how he landed. I mean, he, I'm assuming he landed straight in the water. Right. If they had to, have, to, to, to survive that fall, mm-hmm. but he is found by his horse, which kind of nudges him awake and, uh, gets him to climb upon him and take him to where he has to go. He sees that orc army coming. The others have gotten to Helm's Deep now. They're getting the people situated. Um, and, you know, Aragorn arrives there and, like a boss, throws them doors open. Dude, that was so, that was like the most, that's the second most boss part of his entire part in the movie. The, the first one was at the, in, in the first movie in Fellowship when he come walking around the corner, just that. Oh, dude, that just that was just cool. where he's fighting the ring race. No, where he comes at the end of the movie, where he comes around the corner. It's just oh, like yeah, a hundred yeah. Urukai coming through the woods, and it just, just like swings that sword up work, in front man. of his face. He just comes around the corner, but yeah, the hey, way that hey, he look, swings look, himself look, around, he's a, look, he's like, he's like, pull <laughs> 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 that dude, sword up in front of his face. He's ready to go, he's gonna fight them all. Uh, but yeah. yeah, he comes in. He's unseen the army making its way there, and he tells him it's just tens of thousands. It's an army bred for only one thing, and that was. But then Eowyn, another thing too, it was Eowyn. Eowyn like gasped and started to run mm-hmm. up to him, and then she stopped because she saw him talking to Legolas, and Legolas uh, returned the Even Star to him, which was the gift right. from Arwen. Right. 
Right. That so was I, the symbol. That was the symbol of her giving up her immortality for him. Yeah. Yeah. So she does not at that point approached him and then go any further with it. Uh, the I want to go ahead and uh, let's see where do we go from here. Let's see where we want to talk. I don't want to go straight to the Battle of Helm's Deep just yet. There's more stuff to it. Yeah, there's a lot more to talk about because um, you know Arwen has a dream somewhere in this area. That's right. That's right. And she's mad at her. She's mad at Elrond because she said, "You know, you have the gift of foresight. You've seen it. You know." Right. You know, he said, "There's no yeah, guarantee." So she's dreaming. She's, she's dreaming about her and Aragorn. And when she turns around, Aragorn's king. But when she turns around, uh, a little boy come running out the gate. So look out that got a little baby, a little half breed running. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, she saw her saw their child. Yeah, and and she wasn't too happy with Pappy. No, and uh, she knew. So at that point, she she does something to to force his hand. Uh, she tells him, you know, to reforge the blade. Yeah. Or or am, now, I, am, I, jumping, or, or am I jumping ahead? Now, am I jumping to the third like, movie? No, I don't think so. No, yeah, 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 yeah. That is the third movie because Galadriel comes at some point. Yeah, because Galad that's when her and Galadriel, I think, have the only interaction, if they even do. Uh, that And that may be the extended stuff that I'm thinking of, too, man. I've watched so much content for this movie. <laughs> For or for this this story, you know what I mean, like the behind the scenes and all that stuff too. That I've seen things that didn't happen in the movie uh, that they didn't keep. But I'm thinking like Galadriel comes and at, during that time where she, where where Arwen was real mad at Elrond, Galadriel shows up and convinces Elrond to honor the call or honor the the old truce or whatever and send the elves to. Uh, Helm's Deep. Right, and that's an extended scene. That's not in the regular. Okay. I can tell you that because that was not what I watched a few weeks ago. Okay. But it, but it, but it fits nicely and it explains why they showed up. Yeah. Yeah, because the extended version, I mean, you go, I mean, literally, you go from two hours and 45 minutes, I think. It was theatrical. It's three hours. Well, the extended is three hours, 55 minutes long. Yeah, it's almost four hours. So, you, I mean, you got, we're not talking about like, you know, 10, 15 minutes extra footage. We're talking about a whole other movie. <laughs> uh, I mean, and, 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 and it's, it's, it's well, well loved. I mean, it's so much great stuff put into it, so much more deeper of a story, a better mm-hmm. understanding of why things are happening like they are. Uh, and let's not forget the trip of Stan and Frodo, where Gollum is taking them and everything. So, you got Gollum who's acting. You know, perfectly nice. You know, he's getting fish yeah, and everything. Gets, he's, yeah. You got Sam still upset trying to talk Frodo and out of keeping him because he's just, he's not good. He's going to be dangerous. We can't trust him. And he comes uh, up with the rabbits. Yeah. You'll make him sick, you will. <laughs> there's only one yeah. way to, was it? There's only one way to eat a braise of conies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's taters, precious? <laughs> I love that. Every What's time at. After I watched this movie, I probably drove my wife wild. Uh, probably drove her mad at this point. Because every time we'd have dinner, if she if we had potatoes, and she'd say we're having such 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 have potatoes, I'd be like, "Taters? What's taters, <laughs> precious? Taters, precious." 
And I just I get this too. look. I just get this look like, uh, dude, stop that the, already. <laughs> I do it in the middle of the grocery store. Yeah. <laughs> yeah hold, do. I really hold the whole bag up. Yeah. What's, what's dangerous? Precious? <laughs> <laughs> oh. And, and so, you know, I, during this movie, do you remember the part where, um, so Gollum's having a conversation with himself. It's Smeagol and Gollum. Smeagol and Gollum. Yeah. Leave and never Smeagol. come back. Leave and never come back. Leave yeah. now and never come back. How in the world, as loud as he's being, and they're just what looks like 15 feet away from him, are they not hearing this argument right, amongst right. himself? Right. And hearing, and hearing the whole, uh, the, the whole Gollum talking about killing them in their sleep or something like Sam said they would. Mm-hmm. Uh I just don't know, but it's it, it's it's kind of funny in a way too, though, because he's just talking to his reflection, talking yeah. to himself basically. And that's where Tolkien too was was Tolkien was a genius man, and he was in a lot of things too. But um, uh, showing the psychological side of Gollum being so broken in in two pieces, and that you know him being apart from the ring, you know he's still close to it, but being apart from it, as in his possession, it shows. You know what I mean? It's him trying. It's him becoming, you know, who he was as the River Folk, as Spingle again. So he's reverting back to being, you know, in some capacity, uh, a good, pr- pure life form. <laughs> I mean, Something. he was a hobbit. He was the river folk. So, I mean, Smeagol's actually yeah. a hobbit that's right. been corrupted by the ring. Right. He's been, you know, unnaturally long life, he said. That's what mm-hmm. Gandalf had said. So, and, and that's it just changed him drastically over the years. But he's been alive for a long time, though, at this point. Yes. The ring has kept him alive all this time, where he doesn't, he's not recognizable as a person at all. He just looks like a a creature of some sort. It's funny enough, we're on the part now with the t- what's Tater's Precious as I'm looking <laughs> right. at it. So uh, at this point, though, we know we're about to have where Frodo hears the noise in, that, in the background. There's a fight yes. about to ensue. And we get to see an Ollie font. Yes, another this font. They'll Fer- never believe Faramir, us. Faramir. Is it Faramir? Faramir. 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 Yeah. Yeah, Faramir and his people have come out and attacked the people on the elephants, and they are taking them down. But they also find Frodo and Sam, yes. and they ask about the gangly creature that was with them. Where did it go? And they're like, well, we were alone. It's just the two of us. But he knows they're lying. You know, he knows Frodo's lying, but he takes them with him anyway. Right. And now this is after they went through the dead marshes, too. We completely skipped the dead marshes. I thought the Dead Marshes was a pretty I, cool part too. No, I don't know if they've gone through the Dead Marshes already though. Yeah, because they got after they got through the Dead Marshes was when they had the the rabbit because he would caught the fish. He had got the fish, give them to me, slimy and wriggling before the Dead Marshes, and then after the Dead Marshes was the uh, was the rabbits. I'm pretty sure because the Nazgul comes out and he, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well I must have skipped by past that completely. Maybe. Maybe I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember skipping by, but it, it could have been. It's very possible. I'm po- I'm almost positive they went through the dead marshes before Faramir got a hold of them, because it seems like well, they were. Oh, hey, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Were the dead marshes in the two towers or in Return of the King? No, that was that was the two towers, wasn't it? 
I think it might be Return of the King is why I'm asking that now because they don't go through the Dead Marshes after Faramir has a hold of them. It's after he lets them go. Did they go through the Dead Marshes? After he lets them go. I'm pretty sure. I have, I have gone, I have scrolled all through the, the, the scenes in this right here and I can't find anything of them going through Dead be, Marshes. It can't be because, it can't be because, no, 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 there's no way because they, they had Sam, so Faramir had Sam and Frodo and he showed them Gollum down there killing a little fish, singing, it's fish juicy, sweet, it's a fish shit. Right. So then when he did that, um, Gollum, Smeagol went back to Gollum because then he thought the master had betrayed him again because they grabbed him up. And then after that was where they went through that tall thing, uh, the, the tall steps, and then through the... the Morgul Vale. The Morgul Vale, and then they, they fought Shelob, and then they went by uh, Minas Morgul, where the Witch King was. All, all that happens in the Return of the King. Yeah, I'm positive. I'm I'm nearly a hundred percent positive. I'm looking just to be sure, though. Give me just a second. There's something up here. Lord of the Rings, the Two Towers. It says Frodo actually falls into a marsh in which ghostly figures surround him. That's it. Okay. That's yeah. It. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the Dead Marshes. I don't so, see where I don't see where I've missed it at though. The Dead Marshes was huge in the in the books and as well. Um, they they actually talked about that in the Hobbit books too. But that was a pretty cool part, though, because you, you go through and you see all the dead kings in the marshes. Yeah. So like when he falls in and Gollum saved him, he was like, he, he said, be careful, you'll go down <laughs> and like little little lights of your own or something. But it was it was wild because the Nazgul like flew over and you could see Frodo turning like his eyes was rolling back. Right. His head. He got real pale. And- because they're calling for the ring and everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that was the first. I think that was the first time you actually got to see the big winged, the, the big dragon thing that they ride. You know, the big lizard dragon or whatever it is. I think that was the first time yes, you got to see uh, that in all its glory in the movie. Right, you're right. I do believe you're right on that as well. All right, so we did see we, we skipped that then earlier. I'm not bad. I, I'm gonna have yeah, so the marsh is the cool part. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't see how I missed that though. To be honest with because, you. Probably because honestly, man, when I was watching the two towers, like by this time I hate Frodo so much that I don't even care what they're doing. I want to see what everybody else is doing. And I just hope Sam's all right. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like nobody even likes you, Frodo. (laughs) Frodo Baggins is. So I want to get more toward the Battle of Helm's Deep because that's really where the biggest excitement of it is. It's also more the end of the movie. But I mean, it. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, I know there's little bits here and there in between that build up the story. But we're not here to tell the whole story anyway, so it's it's cool. Yeah. I mean, but the Helm's Deep thing. The thing about it is, is that uh, Grim and Wormtongue knows that's where he'll go. He'll take oh, yeah. his people. If they send the wild men out to destroy villages and everything, they then will not fight. He'll take his people to Helm's Deep and bottle up in there. So they they hatch up a plan. Well, they've built an explosive device that's going to, once you set fire to it, it's going to explode. Yeah. So Gunpowder. It looked like a mine that floats in the ocean. It does. That's exactly what it looks like. So they end up taking that in the middle of the battle, and you have uh, Aragorn yelling at Legolas to take the guy down, take him down. 
and he's trying to shoot him and take him down. He hits him a couple times, but not enough to where he takes him down, and he falls forward into that little hole, and they throw the the uh, the torch onto it, and it explodes. This is not something that Thaden was counting on, and now it's blown open the wall, and these guys are pouring into Helm Deep now, right and left. So tell me that. For, so what happened to me in that part? So I'm, I'm watching this whole movie, and I've never thought because it's so extravagant and amazing, and they did such a wild job with it that I've never, I never thought about how much it was reminding me of other movies from the past that I loved. But when that dude comes trucking it in, you know, does he not remind you of the Berserkers from Beastmaster that had the green glowing eyes that lived yes. underneath the? <laughs> like I immediately was like, oh my god! Yes, that's crazy. Uh, I also love this the, the start of the battle before it gets there. Of course, they've got all these. You mentioned earlier how he he tells uh, Legless in the fight or in the argument that he'll die as one of them, and he's uh, he's talking with one of the boys there, one of the young kids. Says, "Let me see your sword," and he asks him what his name is, and he uh, tells him Harry of some something or other. Yeah. I don't know. Wasn't that um, the little boy that rode? The, the, wasn't that the little sisters? Nope, I don't, I don't, I don't think that was him. I think it was somebody okay. else. Um, so he says the men say we're going to die tonight. Do you think we'll die tonight? And he says either no. I think he says no, or he just doesn't know that you'll be okay. And then you hear a horn go off, and Legless looks up excited, and Aragorn says that is no orc horn. Or legless, yeah. and that's no that's no orc horn. That is no and orc you take horn. off, and now you got Haldir showing up with an orc. Um, orc. I go again. Haldir <laughs> showing up with an with an elf army. Yeah, and it says Lord Elrond has sent us to to um, to honor the uh, allegiance we had in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's funny earlier in the in the, in the earlier in the movie. Uh, Theoden tells Aragorn, "We're not all so blessed to be friends with elves and everything. Who will come? Yeah, yeah, you we're know? not all so blessed to have the company of friends that you do. Or yeah, yeah, right. And then also now we have an army of elves with them, and they're waiting for the orcs to show up. Now they can see the orcs. Wasn't it awesome too when they took their swords and were like, and it was like dominoes. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's oh, they do all kind of cool things, and they're like, especially when you're watching the Hobbit series when Thanduril yeah. takes his army." And what the things that they do, there's right. this, but there's this one part. I'm, I'm just going to say this while I'm thinking about it. I just watched it yesterday, finished it out um, during the Battle of the Five Armies, the last of the Hobbit movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the or the elves. For those, <laughs> you heard me hit my desk too, didn't you? I heard it. Yeah. Um, yeah. The elves. Um, are uh, not going to fight. Thandros about to recall his people, and yeah. Um, so I don't know if it was Gandalf or if it was oh, what was her name that Evangeline Lily played? Oh man, begins with a T. Yeah, if you hadn't asked me, I could have told you. Yeah, I can't think of her name, but she's like, you will not abandon them. You will not do this this time or whatever. Anyway, uh. They just got done fighting um, Ironfoot's army that had mm-hmm. come in, uh, and now the orcs are coming, and he turns his army back around, uh, Ironfoot does, and takes them toward them to fight them. They form this long, this big wall-looking thing of shields stacked too high 
All the right. dwarves that's do. Old, that's an old school Roman. Right. That's the Roman phalanx. They did a Roman phalanx. So they they they, they do this. So it's like two shields high, where yeah. they stacked on each other, and all of a sudden, you think the elves have dropped out. But the elves come flying over the top of them with their, their yeah, swords oh, and everything. Dude. I mean, yeah, that, that was, was like awesome that was like an epic moment right there in the movie the way they come over flying over and fighting yeah, and everything. Really was. So it just it just reminded me of that. Then it uh, all went hard. So what you I love got about that moment in the movie. What I love about that moment in the movie is how we once again see Tolkien's influence on the future because you have the Earth Eaters. That's the sandworms from Dune right. and Beetlejuice. Right. You know what I mean? That's. So, I mean, we get we can go back and say, you know, there's been legends of that in ancient Egypt or whatever. But like, look, Tolkien wrote about them first. <laughs> like, like, as far as we know, anyway, in pop culture, you know, right? We could probably dig back for seven thousand years and find any story you want to. But still. But now, do you remember where I told you this is where I thought the movie where Gimli really started to shine a little bit? He was more outspoken, more saying more things. He was humorous. He was kind of funny. Oh, you yeah. know, now that Haldir's there, they're honoring their allegiance. They're set up and they're, they're watching the orc army come in. They're just walking closer and closer and closer. And they're out there in front of the Helm's Deep. Now the war's about to begin. And the orcs are making their little... They go out the side know, door. They're, they're, they're making their noise. And, and, and no, 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 no. Not, not that part. Not that part. We ain't got there just yet. Okay. Okay. Uh, because we'll, we'll touch on that in just a minute. But <laughs> at first, <laughs> at first, he's standing next to the leg. in between Legless and another elf, I think it was. And he says, he goes, you couldn't have picked a better spot. He goes, what's happening yeah, yeah. right now? He goes, yeah. would you like me to describe it to you? Or shall I get you a box? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And he just looks he at him like he's mad around. for a second. And then he starts going, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, laughing about it. Kind so, of like that moment when uh, when when Aragorn came back and flung the doors open when we come walking up there, <laughs> Lego so damn said, "You look terrible." <laughs> yeah, him and grin. It's, it's so <laughs> the battle the battle for Helm's Deep has started. All right, we got arrows flying everywhere. You got orcs trying to throw ladders up on the wall and climb up to the wall to the top. Some of them get over the wall and in the fight and. Everybody's, you know, I've, yeah. I've watched this movie. I've watched these movies so many times. It's not funny, and I'm to this day. I see where they. I see where the scope for the Battle of Gondor could be larger, and they have the Oliphants, and then they have the Army of the Dead, and you know. Well, the Battle for Gondor is bigger. Okay. Yeah, but it feel it. This feels as big to me. You know what I mean? Like, it's, well, because I mean, well, you because Helm's Deep marching in. Helm's Deep is a huge place in the side of the mountain. Yeah, but I mean, it's 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 a huge fight though because you got so many orc that are there and that army they're there to fight. So yeah, many elves have showed up with them coming up the walls. You know, yeah, it's crazy, it's crazy. And then so they're they're getting you know the elves are shooting them down with arrows. If some are getting over the walls and fighting, and then you got you got Gimli. Now he's bring them to me, bring them to my axe. You know, <laughs> let me have some. And they get in there and they start they start fighting and. He's counting off how many he's killing as he's kill as he's killing them. Right. And he's like, Legolas, I'm at uh what was it? I don't uh, remember I don't remember uh, the exact let's number. Just, like, let's I'm just cure, say I'm it's like four already. And he, yeah, it's like, like, like thirteen. <laughs> yeah, he's like, What? No elf is out doing me. And you start hearing in the background, you hear eleven, twelve, <laughs> yeah. thirteen. 
14. Right. <laughs> yeah, he just oh walked along the wall. Uh, and then, then Legolas, dude, that's the awesome part where Legolas, like, surfs the shield down the stairs. Okay, like, now that was awesome. When I saw that in the movie. Stair grinds the shield and shooting arrows at the same time. Do, do, when do, I saw a lot of that movie, I was like, dude, that rocks. Because he's yeah. just... He's on the he he throws the shield down just like you see kids on the beach throwing their boogie boards down and jumping on them and riding them across the edge of the water, throws yeah. that shield down, jumps on it, rides down the stone steps, and one arrow after the other. Then he gets to the end of it, takes an arrow out, stabs it in one's head, pulls it out, shoots that same arrow into another yeah. one. And didn't when he hit the bottom of the stairs, didn't he do? Like basically a kick flip and throw it like the shield, like yes, the shield stuck. Yes, the shield stuck one in the neck. I don't know if it decapitated, but he 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 kicked that shield out yeah. and it stuck him right in the neck. And then you see uh, Legolas break bad with his his short swords. Yeah, he pulls out. Yeah, do what he does. Uh, I don't know if it's short swords or big daggers. I don't know They're what the shirt. Well, like well. It, if if you're gonna if you buy the the fanboy props, they call them daggers. <laughs> okay, so he, he you know, breaks bad with that for a little bit. And hey, I want to know something. Let's get this out there while we're thinking about it. It's a big, big war out there. He can only hold so many arrows in his quiver. Yeah. Where does he keep getting his arrows? Oh, he's just picking them out of other people. I'm just saying, is that where he's getting his arrows, or is there something magical about elves and their quivers where they have never, never ending arrows? They do have some strong magic. That they makes that's why I'm, that's magic. why I'm asking because they got some you strong stuff a, going on. I know in D and used to have a pouch of. <laughs> <laughs> well, Legolas was not in D and D. Had a girdle of giant strength and a pouch of bottomless mm-hmm. ending or something, whatever it was called. <laughs> Legolas was not in D and D, so it's not the same. But yeah, I, I, I honestly wondered. I, I, no joke. I honestly wondered: was it some kind of a magical thing to where they didn't run out of arrows? But then I'm watching The Hobbit, and he's trying to reach back for an arrow to save the girl uh, who's one. about to get hit uh, by Bog or whatever his name is. The Bog, yeah, the son, yeah, yeah. And there Bog. is no arrows in his quiver. I'm like, what? Seriously, I thought they didn't run out. But he's got I nothing there. Bog was a, we, I thought Bog was We got to shut up. We got to do that on the, the Hobbit thing. I was about to say, I thought Bog was a, a nastier looking. I thought he would have made a better big bad guy than the other one. Yeah. And I, I think we will eventually get to the Hobbit because I'm thinking, you know, just because the movies came later don't mean we can't talk about them. It's like, it's like some other people, you know, bringing up. Oh, that's right. They're out of the retro thing, aren't they? Well, it is. It is out of the retro time frame. But let's say, for example, Top Gun, great eighties movie, right? A lot of shows out there who do what we do have talked about the Top Gun, you know, sequel. Yeah. I mean, so I mean, it's it, because it's a part of the Top Gun history. Why not go exactly. ahead and, and follow up on it? So there's no reason why we can't later on agree. do the Hobbits as well. I don't see no problem with that, really. It's just like doing the Harry Potter movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Harry Potter books were written, what, in the 90s? Starting yeah, in the 90s, like I mean. We could always, and then the first movie was in the early 2000s, I believe. Yeah. So we can always pick up on those and talk all the way through them if we wanted to because 
they are referencing the older versions of the movies as well and the books that were they were written off of. So that's just a, a thing for us to look forward to in the future, some extra shows to do, uh, and also some of our extra tidbits. So and then I, can show off, then I can show them off my pictures, not just the one that I got signed, autographed. Then I can show off my pictures with Sylvester McCoy, who was Radagast. Yes, that's and pretty was cool. The, what, what I don't remember the fourth doctor, the sixth doctor in Doctor Who. I never watched Doctor Who really, so I can't tell you. He was one of the doctors in Doctor Who. Yeah, so uh, we are at the point now in Helm's Deep where they had told you that the, the, the orc ran in, they lit it, they blew up the wall. Orcs are flooding the city now there at Helm's Deep. They're calling for the people to be called back. Haldir gets in the, in the, in the middle of calling people back, including his his elf warriors gets killed, which is a kind of a big moment. Uh, Aragorn witnesses this. That's one of, you know, a friend of his and Haldir. So now he is gone. A lot of elves have died. Haldir has died. Um, Gimli at one point before this happens, I, does he dive down or does he fall down into a pack of orcs in some water and starts? It, one of them came at him and it, it's like, Oh no 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 wait I'm th- I'm thinking I'm thinking of one that we kind of went by that was hilarious. I'm going to go back for a second. I don't remember whether he fell or or not because when you said that I immediately went back to the Gundabad the 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 ward riders coming in when they were headed to Helm's Deep and he killed one and then oh, it fell on him. killed a warg, and the warg <laughs> fell on him. Yes, how did we miss that? And then another, like he, another. It was uh, the orc, orc or something the orc that was, was riding it. No, the orc yeah, that was the riding orc it fell on him. And then another warg like stepped up. But, on but, but hold face. up, but hold up, hold up, hold up. No, don't go too, don't go too <laughs> fast with it because this was a hilarious <laughs> scene. So, no, so Gimli doesn't get much fighting in this one because of what happens. So he kills. He, he kills the war. He's like, come on to me, little doggy. You're so like, yeah, come and see my axe or something. Yeah, and he kills it. Face. Bring me your yes. pretty face. Yes, and he falls on top of him. So he's like, she's trying to push him off of him, and he's successfully pushing this thing up, and then the orc that was riding him sticks his head over there. He's got to they kill Gimli. Gimli yeah. reaches up and snaps his neck, and the orc yeah. falls down on top of the warg. So he's trying, yeah, to push them, yeah. he's trying to push them both up. And, and he's pushing them both up, and then another warg puts his paws on top of that one, and he's like, oh, no. He's like, That's I can't so get good. this one, too. And then Aragorn comes by. Now, look, this is how this is why it was so funny. Aragorn comes by and throws a spear in the warg, who falls down on top of him, but he doesn't offer to get him off of Gimli. Right, yeah, yeah. So he's now he's got two wargs and an orc laying on him. Two yes. dead wargs and a warg. Yes, but 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 in, in Hell's Deep, he falls off the side of the wall or jumps down one or the other to take out a pack of them that were all close together. I forget exactly what how it went. Aragorn had to jump down there and get him and help free him up, and they got pulled up by a rope by Legolas back up the wall. As they're as they're starting to fall back into the, he might have jumped. He might have jumped. I think he might I think have. He did. I can see him going over the edge with his axe up. I think he did jump. Yeah. So I can. Uh, so we got uh, leading up to the point where you like here. Just a second. They've fallen back to where everything is. The orcs have overrun the area. Uh, they're in this one area in this one hall where the door is barricaded, but they're starting to burst their way through there. 
Uh, yeah, they bring in that big old. It looks like a wolf. It's a battering ram, but it looks like a, a wolf or something. And it's like yeah, a wolf head. In its mouth and stuff. That thing was cool. Right. Well, the king needs a little bit of help here. He's a, he's a few minutes to be able to reinforce the door. And Aragorn's like, how much time do you need? He said, as long as you can give me. So he says, come on, Gimli. So they go around the side and come out a side entrance. And they're <laughs> looking over. Now, this goes all the way back to the first movie. Okay. Right. So we talked about on the last one. Uh, they get to jump across while they're in Moria to jump across to the, where the rocks are breaking to keep going down the pathway. Right. And, and, and someone's going to just throw Gimli over. And Gimli's like, nobody tosses an elf. Uh, a, a dwarf. Nobody tosses yeah. a dwarf. And then he yeah. jumps over there and barely makes it. And Legolas grabs him by the beard and holds him and pulls him forward. Right. Yeah. So now we're in this one in Hell's Deep. And uh, he's like, oh, come on, Aragorn. There's not that many of them. We can take them. And he's like... Yeah. It's a pretty long jump. Can you make it? He's like, uh, he looks around to, the corner. Yeah, <laughs> to, he, he does it out the corner of his mouth like somebody can see him. You'll have to touch me, right? <laughs> he like looked at him like, what? He's like, just do it. And he like he got ready and he looked up. And he goes, but look, when he, he looks goes, at him, it says what? He got that little half grin going on. Yeah, yeah, Aragorn. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. was kind of grinning at him. He's like. Just do it. And then, like, right before he stopped, right, he got he was getting ready and he stopped him and he looked up at Eric and he's like, Don't tell the elf. And he was right. like, Never. <laughs> not a word. Yeah, not a word. So he tosses him over. They start clearing, clearing orcs out right and left. They get the door fixed up. He calls him back in. Uh, so they're in there. Now we're getting to the nitty gritty of it here. Uh, it's getting to the point where Thaden looks like he's lost. He, he right. feels the war is over. He has lost it. His people, he's led his people to death after all. That's what he's thinking. And he's like, what do you do in such times, you know? And the light is starting to come through. And, and Gimli's like, it's daylight. The daylight's coming. And Aragorn remembers, like we said earlier, what Gandalf had said. Look to my return on the the first light of the third day. Mm-hmm. And so he like says. Aragorn told him to ride out with me. You're right. And he right pumped now. him up for it, too. He's like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. He's like, for it. what do you do in times like these Is it to such evil? You write out and meet it. Yeah. You know, write out with me. You write out and let's meet it. Then they go out there, and Gimli is on the horn, blowing the horn, you know, signaling that they're you know, they're about to make this epic, this epic move, you know. And it, that was um, an epic moment too, because like when he blew the horn, it was like a, it was like a dwarf horn or something. Like it's the the horn went out through the whole mountain, like it was just. Well, it's a giant horn, and when you see it pan out, it's a giant horn he's blowing yeah. into, and it's an epic moment because it gives you that chill up and down your spine because you're hearing the horn blow. You know that then it's like let this be the moment we draw swords together, and he's like for for Helm's Deep for this for that. And then the doors kick open, and they let them in, and they start riding through them and right, swinging swords and, right and left on them. And the scope that you get of this place, too, like the the uh, perspective, I guess you say, is, you know, when, when you see the armies marching in, it's like miles away, like miles just to get <laughs> into the valley. Like when you start into the valley, going into the back, you know, uh, where where Helm's Deep is, it kind of stops up against the, the cliff face, you know what I mean, of the mountain ridge. 
Yeah. It's like, it's miles to get into that valley all the way down there from, you know, if you judging from the perspective. So it, it does give you a feeling that this is enormous. Like this is a, a crazy, huge place and a crazy, huge battle. Oh, you're right. Oh, you're right. And then whenever they go out to meet them and they're out on that little runway, we'll call it a little bridge like of sorts. And they're riding through with horses, and they're not so much killing them as they are knocking them off the sides, because mm-hmm. the horses take up the whole pathway, and they're clearing the right. pathway out, knocking them off the sides, where they can't yep. get into the castle area, the, the the keep area there, and go after the other people. Uh, suddenly, you stop and you look up the hill, and they all look up there, and there's Gandalf at the top of the hill. And this was that dawn. No, this was the, in my opinion the most epic part of the movie. And I, I, I just thinking about it, I get chills running down my spine. Right. You know, we didn't even begin to talk about the Ents and, um, and, and, and Isengard, did we? No. We still got, we still got that. We still I mean, got. That was this movie too, wasn't it? They, they, they took their war yeah, to absolutely. Isengard. Because, yeah, because when, when, uh, when the war at Helm's Deep was won, then um, Gandalf and everybody went to Isengard. Right, and so Treebeard had called all the, his brothers and sisters. He said, uh, "We we're going to war. We may be going to our death." Uh, but I thought uh, that was pretty epic too. When they broke the dam and everything. Yeah, he's like, "Break the dam!" Yeah, we went all the way up to the point where uh, Pippin got a hold of the Looking Glass or whatever they call it, something different. It's, a, it's a, I forget what I forgot what the doggone thing's called. Some die of something, I believe. Yeah, so he got a hold of that. But that was though he he didn't get that until the the start of the next movie. Is that when it was? Yeah, because they get the the, the battle for Isengard and the battle for Helm's Deep is going on. Whenever the Helm's Deep That's is over with, right. they go to Isengard, and Merry and Pippin are sitting there uh, at the beginning of the movie when they get there and Enjoying they're smoking. The fresh spoils of battle. Right. So we haven't got that, but you get to see the fight between the Ents and Isengard and the Orcs. Right, right. They're slinging rocks and stones everywhere and stepping on them and slinging them and hitting them. Yeah, because because, uh, 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 Treebeard said, young, young Master Gandalf. Yeah, (laughs) young to him. (laughs) What? (laughs) But yeah, that's right. That's right. Because it showed, he said, "There's there's a wizard to manage here. So you didn't see yeah that's right you didn't see the culmination of all that until the next movie and then but you still have all the stuff that happened with famir you still have uh shelob the spider you still got um uh nope famir's dad him going back that was in return of the king yeah so where they where where famir and them set uh sam and frodo loose no, that's at the end of the movie. Yeah, right. that's what I'm saying. We're, we still, we're pretty we much at the end whole, of it. Yeah. yeah there's, but so, in the movie, especially if you're watching the extended version, yeah. in the extended version, the battle f- for Helm's Deep is like an hour before the movie ends. I'm, I'm, like I, I, I'm, at, movie. I'm at the end of it right now, okay? Where they're yeah. going down, they're about to look up at, at, at Gandalf. I am at the three hour and 15 minute mark, and there's still 40 minutes left. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The battles for him deep. There's still another hour of movie. <laughs> so I think I think what happens is that you get a little bit more of the battle at Isengard before it ends, and then it goes over there where you see those uh, the uh, Nazgul attacking uh, 
the the little area, the little outpost there by the river. Oh my god, that's yeah, they that's it. It's um. Uh, it's a town too, and I cannot remember the name of it to save my life. Uh, Osgiliath. Yes, Osgiliath. So, um, yeah, man, I ooh, that, I hate that part of like the, the Nazgul comes flying up on his little. And man, the way that Dagon Frodo fought, like it, in his hair and his feet are like kicked out from under him or something. It's like, uh-huh. uh, it's like the the. If I could, man, if I could use 90s terminology, it's the, you know, A-ist. Same <laughs> thing. Dang, dude. Like, could you be more not cool? <laughs> it's like, that's like Chandler from Friends. Can you be more not cool? Dude, seriously. Like, I hate that. I hate that guy. You are not a fan. I'm glad Frodo, Golem. I'm, I'm glad Golem bit his fingers off. Wow. <laughs> No, That's rough. No, I'm, I'm really not. I think I think I think Defrodo was Sam's test. I think Defrodo was an entitled little B word. And if uh, if he wasn't Bilbo's nephew, Bilbo slapped a taste out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Bilbo was a gangster. <laughs> Man, right. you know what? You know what I love about that too? What? About the Hobbit, where where uh, he was about to show him the ring, but he, but then he didn't. But then he was like, uh, "Were you telling uh, me found something?" Name? No, it was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, he said, was, "I want to tell." He said, "I want to tell you what I found in the mountain, uh, yeah. in the troll area." What name? did you find? He said, "I found my, I found my courage." Yeah, but what was my what's my guy's name? Thorin Thorin Oakenshield Thorin Thorin Yeah, Thorin. So, when Thorin was talking about, you know, he didn't have what it takes and this and that and that, you know, and he's like, you're right. I'm not like you. He said, I do. I want to be home at my, in my bed. I belong at my home. And he was like, said, said all this stuff that was like, seemed really insulting. And he said, uh-huh. and that's why I decided to come back. Cause you don't have one. And I was like, he's like, if I can help you get it back, I'm going to do anything I can. I was like, get him, Bilbo. <laughs> you know, it's funny. It's funny. At, at the end of that movie, the end of the last one, the five armies, at the end of it, uh, Gandalf tells him, he says, uh, magic rings shouldn't be used lightly in Bilbo Baggins. Don't think I didn't know that you found one. Oh, yeah, the whole time. He goes, yeah. I've been watching you the whole time, making sure. And he says, well, you know, it fell out back here somewhere in the battle anyway. I lost it anyway, so yeah, you know, he completely lying. Yes, completely lying. But I- so since we're loving on Gandalf right now, um, I want to go back and clarify his ring. Remember, it says something about his ring. Yeah, his ring actually is one of the three elven rings. Right. That's what I was saying earlier. I thought it was one of the three they said in the movie. Yeah. So his ring is actually, it has a name. It is Nara. And it was gifted to him in uh, 1000 TA or TA 1000, which is the third age. Thir- mm-hmm. was I it the thought. third age. I thought that was the second age. I don't know. I hear TA. I think third age. Oh, well, yeah, of course, dummy. Yeah, I guess it would be. Uh, <laughs> SA would be second, wouldn't it? So, uh, but anyway, upon his arrival, Certain, uh, who was one of the gods that was below, you know, I don't remember all the names, 
Morgul, uh, Morgoth. So he was on the level with Morgoth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who, who Sauron is a servant of, but uh, he gave him the ring to aid him in his treasure and his labors. So it, would it be? Yeah, it have to be the third age. Yeah, because I don't. That don't make no sense if it ain't. But anyway, remember um, you watched the new program, and I think Doogie Hauser's drunk cousin played Celebrimore in it and was friends with uh, uh, Galadriel. He was, Celebrimore right. was the greatest um, smith of in history as far as the elves were right. concerned. So Celebrimore actually made uh, Nara, which was Gandalf's ring, he made that in secret, but it was still uh, bound to the one ring. So the three elven rings couldn't, they were uh, not made as weapons of war, but made to heal. So that's what that is. I just thought it was cool. His, his ring, I found out about his ring. So, but yeah, so Celebrimore made it because Celebrimore, remember Sauron tricked them all. So Celebrimore actually helped them. Sauron, Ninja, and Vilya make the rings in the second age. I, I, you know, I, I don't I remember. I remember, I, I, I remember, I remember watching. <laughs> no, it's just that. See, I don't know as much about the lore as you do when it gets that deep. And I remember what? watching the, the. I remember watching the whole thing on Amazon. And I, I, I liked it. Like I know you didn't, but I liked it. Yeah. But I don't remember it. I, I don't think I can rewatch all this to get more of the names and stuff out of it and all. Mm-hmm. But it was. Um, I, I I knew he had that ring on from watching the Hobbits. Uh, trilogy, and they were t- trying to cut that ring. They were going to cut his whole finger off with the ring, right? And take it from him. And they, they said it was yeah, one of the three Elven rings. There was another thing that I read too that uh, that was the thing about the ring too. It, um, it, and they said that that's why when what was it that he whenever he passed, he inspired uh, hope and courage in men during the the siege at Minas Tirith. Yeah, the battle for Gondor. Because right. okay, so we didn't mention that. So when we're talking about Gondor, Minas Tirith is actually the castle in the city of Gondor. So yeah, so Minas Tirith. But that's what the the ring has the power to inspire others, uh, uh, resist tyranny, and we think it had the, um, the power of fire because that's when there's no other mention of how he would have the the flame of of honor because remember when he when he was saying uh he called he called Durin's bane flame of udun and he said i am the wielder of the flame of honor and that's when he turned blue remember he stomped and he turned right. blue flames around him right yeah so we're thinking that came from the ring as well could very well have so sorry, I didn't mean to go we, off on a tangent. I just <laughs> no, no. But we're going to go sometimes. I know, and there's so much more we could talk about, but we're going to wind this down here shortly. We're at an hour thirty seven minutes. Holy cow! But I mean, we knew we like we said last time when it comes to Lord of the Rings, it's so hard to go, you know, an hour because you lose so much in translation. You don't get to talk about hardly any of it. Yeah, in there. So I, I want to throw a few key things out before we do go today. Mm-hmm. Uh, the budget on this movie was $94 million estimated. That's a large budget for that's a, a movie. That's a big old budget. 
But, I mean, they did fairly well opening weekend. I mean, they did opening weekend USA and Canada. They did $62 million. Uh, $62,007,528. Now, that doesn't cover your budget, but that's opening weekend. This movie was out for a while. Mm. How much money, unless you, I'm sure you've looked it up before, do you know gross worldwide made on this movie? On this movie? This movie. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say an easy hundred million. Uh, it's easily times more, nine hundred forty-seven million nine hundred forty-four thousand two hundred and eight seventy dollars. Yeah, almost a billion dollars in this movie that was made worldwide. The why it was out to theaters. That is that's, awesome. That's, and so the runtime was two hours and fifty-nine minutes. And like you said, with the extended scenes, it's like another practically another hour, a little bit less than an hour added on to it in extra footage. Yeah, that that's um I mean when when they doggone when I remember when the movies come out, we were all complaining because it's like two hours and forty five minutes. Yeah, I hey, this one was three hours. I wasn't complaining. I loved you know, it. Oh no, me neither. But I mean like but that's what I'm saying, you know, you had two you had okay, so all three movies basically you could call all three movies three hours. Just go ahead and call them three hours. Well, when the extended editions came out, all three movies were like four hours. <laughs> yes. It's crazy. It's, it's, Did you know, compared to the, you read the books. Yeah. So you may know this, you may not remember it or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm reading some of the, the fun fact things now for a second. Yeah. That says when Frodo and Sam were in Osgiliath, Sam says by rights, we shouldn't even be here. Uh, right. th- this was a nod to the deviation the screenplay had taken from the book storyline because in the book, Sam and Frodo never passed to Osgiliath. Right. It's like it just didn't happen at all. Yeah, they, there's a, there's there, there are huge differences. It, like, I went back and looked at some of the differences and didn't realize that there is such there is a there's a lot a lot a lot of stuff that's very different. Yes, uh, the battle at Helm's Deep was edited down from 20 hours of footage. They had 20 hours of footage for the Battle of Helm's Deep. Yeah, by alone. Yeah. That's oh, it's shot, shot over a four-month period. There's there's 20 to 60 hours on the, the like the DVDs that you picked up and showed me a while ago, or like the original, the original extended editions. There's like 20 between 20 and 60 hours per movie. Of extras. Oh, yeah. Quite a bit. I mean, let's see what else we got here. It, it's, it, it'll. The Battle of Hem, the Battle of Hem's Deep, four months to shoot, three months at night, one during the, uh, one month during the day. Andy Circus said he based Gollum's desperation and cravings on the withdrawals of heroin addicts. You said what? Uh, repeat that one now. Andy Circus said he yep. based Gollum's desperation and cravings on the withdrawals of heroin addicts. Dang. I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> um, he also says he drank bottles of what he referred to as gollum juice, <laughs> a mixture of honey, lemon, and ginger to keep his throat lubricated for his intense vocal performances. That's wild. Uh, that was something, though. I mean, you know. Yeah. Well, there's so many things in here that we could that we could bring up in these fun facts and talk about, but we got like I said, that would take us a whole other hour to go through. I'm sure. Uh, 
this is a uh, just way too many things. The, the Lord of the Rings trilogy brought the friend with with Lord with the um. I'm sorry, that's including the Hobbit. Yes. And they are they earned the Hobbit earned nearly three billion globally, but that brought the the franchise to five point nine billion dollars. And see, I, I wonder. Okay, I, I don't know if we if we know how much the main people like Viggo Mortensen, um, um, oh, well, I'm drawing a blank on Legolas's name. Lord have mercy. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean. This yeah, as well. That's that's sad. John Rice Davies playing uh, Gimli. Uh, Serena McKellen. Hugo Weaving. Know, Hugo Weaving. All these main characters. I'm. Uh, how much do they get paid to do the movie? And how much do they get residuals from what yeah. it, from, from what the money from what the the movies made overall between ticket sales at the office. DVD sales, showings on movie channels and TV. What's their deal? Did they get a deal with any kind of residuals from when it shows? Yeah, because you know writers get residuals. Just a, a quick, a quick look up or just a quick Google of uh, Viggo Mortensen LOTR salary is basically what I typed in. It says according to two sources, um, forty million is what he's made off of the movies. Wow. Orlando Bloom was the other name, by the way. Orlando Bloom. Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't Kate, think of that. Kate Blanchett. One one more real quick. One more real quick before we go. The theatrical versions of the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit trilogies have a total runtime of five uh, 558 minutes, which is nine hours and 18 minutes. That's for LOTR. And then... 475 uh, four minutes which is seven hours and 54 minutes for a hobbit okay <laughs> the extended editions this is what I, I it's been so long I was telling Chris the other day it's been so long since I have watched the theatrical versions I don't even remember what's not in them that I because I only watch the extended editions now the extended editions <laughs> The extended edition of what did the Hobbit first this time? The Hobbit is five hundred and thirty-two minutes. It's eight hours and fifty-two minutes. So that's another hour on top of the trilogy, which you can break that up to what thirty-three? Uh, wouldn't that be no sixty minutes? That'd be thirteen minutes per fifteen per whatever. No, about twenty per twenty-two. Twenty-two minutes per, and then. The, the Lord of the Rings trilogy has a runtime of 686 minutes, which is 11 hours and 26 minutes from nine hours and 18 minutes. Do you think you could pull an all-nighter start in the morning and go all night long to the next day and watch all of them straight through? Oh, absolutely. I've done all six. I've done all six in a weekend. No, I'm talking about just, I don't mean a weekend. I mean, not, not going to sleep one after the other. Could I you pull, tri- could you pull yeah. that off? Yeah, I could do a trilogy. And I, I no, trilogy. not a trilogy. Not a trilogy. I'm talking about start with The Hobbit, work your way through that, then start Lord of the Rings immediately and start working your way through. That'd be 19 hours. and That's eight. That's 20. That's 22. It's something like 21 hours, 22. Yeah, heck yeah, I could. <laughs> I'm going to do it. We'll stream it. 
I'm going to throw the gauntlet down one day soon. We'll see what happens. Let's do it. We'll do it like Mystery Science Theater, man. I'll, I'll sit there and commentate the whole time. If only we could get away with that and stream it. For reaction like reaction video from Retro Life for you of all the LOTR and Hobbit movies. Yeah, all we had to do, all we had to do is just like mute it here and there and then pause it or like jiggle it, fast forward it. <laughs> <laughs> so then we'll we'll figure something out. That's right. All right, all right. We're gonna go ahead and wrap this up. I hate yeah, to do it. Just so you I'm guys starving. know, I'm not just, so lie, you, I'm starving. Hey, just so you got with me too. Actually, I got to eat my my. Late and day. I had nothing hey. to eat but maggot eat bread for three stinking days. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Uh, where was I at? I lost where I was at again. Oh, I was gonna say. Just so you guys know, we're going to do Return of the King soon, and it's going to go just as long. <laughs> so just be prepared ahead of time to dig in, dig your heels in for an extra hour probably because Return of the King's coming soon, and that's going to be a lot to talk about in there. So uh, we hope that all of you who do like Lord of the Rings listened all the way through with us and you uh, enjoyed the show. And that if you have anything that you want to put out there, any points you want to make or tell us what your favorite scene was, your favorite battle, whatever the case may be, you know, let us know. Send me an email, retrolife for you at gmail.com. If you go to where the podcast is hosted at anchor.fm slash retrolife for you, you can go there. There's a way that you can leave a voice message actually on there. And you can let me know at that point, And I will put it on the next, uh, on the podcast for Return of the King that we do. If you put something on there for us to hear, we'll add that, we'll we'll add that to it. Yeah, it's a pretty cool feature they have right there. And they're getting better with more stuff all the time. I keep saying I'm going to leave there and go somewhere else, but they're currently making it tough for me to make that decision with the new things that have come out and what's to come, too. So I don't know. We'll, We'll see how that goes. But right now, though, you're able to do that. Uh, keep in mind, we are at Instagram and Facebook and uh, TikTok, all at Retro Life for you. And I'm actually on Twitter, but I mean, I don't. I only use it for you know posting here and there and trying to reach out to people that I get come on the show when I can. So I wouldn't look for us on Twitter really. It's not. It's not even at Retro Life for you when I do it. It's something else. I renamed it Retro Life for you, but it won't pull up with that for whatever reason. Uh, that being said. Um, of course, you know where to find us. Uh, we're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Anchor.fm, iHeartRadio, Amazon, Google, all the fun places where you're going to find all your fun podcasts. When you get a moment uh listen to some of the shows, take a moment at the end of it and leave us a review and a rating, if you would. Uh iTunes and Spotify give you the option of leaving like five-star ratings. And iTunes goes a bit further and lets you leave a small review. It can be just a a few words, a line, a small paragraph, whatever you want to write on there. And it does help boost the podcast up because it gets us noticed and it puts us in the rankings. I just got an email earlier, funny enough, talking about rankings. I want to bring this up because whoever you are in Chile who's listening to us, thank you very much. We appreciate you guys. All the way, Travis, in Chile. And really? uh, we nice. are ranked there currently in their category of TV and film. We have broken the rankings there, and I don't know how deep it goes, but we're at position 109 in the category TV and film in Chile. 
So kidding. Well, y'all can't see us, but we're video streaming as well. So video high five, bro. That's right. So who knows? <laughs> who knows how deep that goes? It may just go to 110 for all I know. And we just got in there. But uh, uh, they got you the know, mines in China. I, you know, I I made the point a little a few weeks back uh, when me and you were on here that other countries are picking us up. In New Zealand and uh, is one of them we're in where this movie was filmed a lot of. Uh, there's Chile right there. Great Britain's picking us up there. Uh, we're heard in Canada. We got some people in Canada who are listening. And of course, the biggest fan audience is in the United States. Uh, but that's where we're you know we're we're basically transmitting from basically so i mean i'd expect that but thank you to everybody everybody and anybody who listens and you know shares our stuff and talks to other people about it and all this good stuff we really appreciate it and i hope you continue to be with us as our journey keeps going forward so heck yeah keep on listening keep on listening habitually habitually on that note right there we are going to have to leave for travis comes up with another one see you later what's gandalf's (laughs) favorite band the eagles (laughs) oh my god bye everybody